You are doing the most. It's The Social Dose. The Social Dose is your go-to podcast for a gorgeous dose of what's going on in the world of social media. Brought to you now every Tuesday and Thursday. Today is Thursday, May 25th, and I'm Paris Nicholson at Paris Nicholson on socials. And I'm Michael Judson Berry at M. Judson Berry on socials. And now let's get into these headlines. Today, people are judging Melissa McCarthy's Ursula transformation in a post promoting The Little Mermaid. We're going to get into why the internet is saying we need younger queer makeup and hairstylists in film. Then, the boy's a liar. Or worse, (laughs) why we probably shouldn't trust some of the pick-me boys online. And last, you can't sit with us, but our favorite celebs can. We talk about the latest TikTok trend that will bring you back to your high school cafeteria days. All this breaking social media news and more coming up next on The Social Dose. We'll get right back into social media after this break. I'm Paris. And I'm Michael. And this is The Social Dose. Michaela, let's get into these headlines, shall we? Let's do it, Paris. Michaela, so I've been haunted by a blue couch on all (laughs) platforms this week. Have you seen this stupid couch? I have. You know what I'm talking about. I knew you would hate this so much. So it first started on my For You page on TikTok. This girl posted a video. She finds, uh, I'm assuming this is New York City. I'm just assuming any city is New York in this context. Yeah. She finds a huge blue couch on the side of the road, which all of us who've lived in New York know that that is a trap. She Googles it, believes it to be an $8,000 couch, and says, wow, we can clean this and use it. Proceeds to then attempt to do that. Watching her clean this couch seems like a wasted effort. I will never trust this couch. Uh, And then it spread to Twitter, where everyone dragged her for all of these things and more. Have you seen the haunted meme (laughs) of the couch? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I watched the video thinking, I was like, oh, is this one of those like HGTV type things where she's like, I'm going to renovate this couch. But the whole time I'm like, it doesn't, you could soak that thing in bleach and mm-hmm. the the insects of New York will survive. Like yes. there'll be a roach in there somewhere being like, yeah, bring it on, bring it on. And not only that, I also got chlamydia. Sit down on me, babe, I dare you. Like that's <laughs> literally the voice of this couch. And I, listen, I do not judge people for picking furniture off of curbs. I have done it myself. I have a a bookshelf like right over there in my apartment that I hauled up. Not, <laughs> it's it's a huge bookshelf that requires like four people to carry. I found it one mm. night at 1 a.m. drunk coming home from a birthday party blocks oh, no. from my house. This sweet drunk woman picked it up with me and we carried it all the way and then up five flights of stairs to my apartment. Oh she did it in heels. And that woman wow. to this day is a hero. By the time we got it up, I was like, can I say thank you? Can I buy you something? She was like, just never. If we see each other on the street, this never happened. And I was like, fair. <laughs> <laughs> like, and um, that mysterious woman was our guest today, Hannah Burner. Yes! <laughs> Hannah, I hello. knew you looked familiar. <laughs> We've come full circle, baby. Here we are. It was a good night. <laughs> it was a great night together. It was a rainy, stormy night, and here we are. I sprained an ankle, and I just kept going. You are a true American hero. <laughs> no, thank you guys so much for having me. We're uh, so happy you're here, Hannah. What are your takes on this little blue couch scenario? As a New Yorker who also loves thrifting because it makes you more interesting as a person if you thrift. Um, true. That's actually a fact. This is how COVID started. Is <laughs> a colorful couch. Also, this is the thing with New Yorkers. We're also... Not dumb. Like, I'm not going to put an $8,000 couch on the street. There's a reason. And that reason is probably bed bugs. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely bed bugs. This is going to be very least. Like she's never going to get rid of these bed bugs for the rest of her life. Yeah. Um, they should have put a warning on it of some kind, but I'm glad that she, she, her family had like a bonding experience trying to clean out the bed bugs that they didn't clean out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was well, a the, special moment for them. So the we can't take is, that away. <laughs> somebody on Twitter like clocked that the fabric isn't right for the actual $8,000 couch. And they identified yeah. it as like a $600 AliExpress dupe couch. I'm obsessed. So at this point, what is it? What was it all for? You know? All right, let's get into these stories. Let's let's do it. On the internet, there are drag queens, and then there are queens we love to drag. Michaela, tell us what's going on. <laughs> yes, Paris. Unfortunately for our girl, Melissa McCarthy, she got the ladder. So Disney has been posting a bunch of content to drum up promotions for The Little Mermaid. So far, they've posted clips from Aquafina talking, you know, playing the Northern Gannet that we did some research and found out that's what this character is, no longer a seagull, um, <laughs> playing Scuttle. And, you know, adorable clips of uh, Halle Bailey meeting the kids from that famous video, um, watching the trailer for the first time and them all going to the premiere together. So lots of lovely, wholesome content. And then they did the Melissa McCarthy getting into makeup Ursula transformation video and drag queens are just not having it just because it's just... Ooh, the makeup. It's just so simple and basic, right? It's tough. It was tough to watch. This was the first thing I saw the day it was posted. I woke up, I pulled out my phone, and this was the first thing on my timeline. I think I saw it on Twitter. And I was like, that's not the makeup. I think they did no. in three minutes. I think they did. It wasn't yeah. even a time lapse. It was <laughs> it wasn't just a time fast. <laughs> it wasn't. It was real time. It's giving, like, a kid found her mom's makeup and was like, let's, uh, yeah. let me get you ready for dinner tonight. Yeah. Um, I, not that it's not an amazing makeup artist, but I feel like there's people who like specialize that would have crushed this look. Yeah. The face was not even beat. And the yeah. thing is, like, even from the beginning of this casting process, I remember everyone was like upset that they cast Melissa McCarthy. There was like a petition to have Ursula played by Ginger Minge, who's from Drag Race, if you don't know her. Ooh, yeah. Um, also, Lizzo and the thing wanted is, it. Yeah, the, because originally the character of Ursula was inspired by a famous drag queen named Divine. Like, the origins of the character is a drag queen. Yeah. So they're like, oh, let's take this opportunity. All We're all about diversity and inclusion. Let's cast a drag queen or somebody that does drag. Um, and then they cast Melissa McCarthy. And I was like, I honestly get that as a choice. I think she's actually going to do really well in the role. But mm-hmm. then for the makeup to be also such a slap in the face of the drag origins, I'm like, why? There's so many talented queer makeup artists. And the mm-hmm. wig, it's just one wig. But... I hold on to one grain of hope that maybe this isn't actually the makeup they did for the movie. This was just some other side makeup thing they had to put together real quick for social media promotion. You know what I mean? Because the way one eyebrow is absolutely not the same as the other, or even in the same place, that couldn't have made it into the final edit. Yeah, seriously, like for friends who so, who haven't seen this this video, I'm actually watching it, like uh, looking at a still of it. And she literally just looks like her with like slightly pale base on and then big green eyeshadow. You're right, super uneven eyebrows and just mm-hmm. a red lip. A red lip. And a thin red lip at that. Not even like a big one, no contouring. Like this would be my attempt at drag makeup, which would just yeah. be sort of like a sad, yes. lazy clown. Yeah. Like, Yes, but why would they do a whole social media thing to show off the makeup and half-ass the makeup? Yeah, and a know. wig that they got at Party City. Like, Disney, <laughs> literally Party City wig. 
<laughs> you have more resources. <laughs> Thank God. They just took and Gandalf's I'm... wig and put it on <laughs> Ursula with some hair Flipped it upside down. Sprayed it straight up. For I do real, think though. We, we can't blame Melissa for this. This no. is not her fault. She's kind of receiving some unwarranted backlash. You know, she did not do the makeup herself. I don't know the makeup artist who did. He mm-hmm. seems gay based on the time lapse and the little wrist movements I did see. But I'm just like, we can do better. And the fact that even like some of the drag girls commented, like Carrie Colby yes. commented, yeah. she said, this is absolutely why we should hire up and coming queer artists mm-hmm. with a pulse on the present and a vision for the future more often. Yeah, yes, you can't I just agree. Hire gay. This is that. It's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. could have been like a timeless, iconic drag look. They're like, we found a gay guy. <laughs> we found one. Yeah. What? That's like the, the comment from uh, Sierra La Puerta, which this was, I loved, that said, now, when we said Ursula was inspired by a drag queen, we didn't mean one who had only been doing drag for three months. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is giving like internet baby queen that goes on drag race. They roast her for not having any performance experience. And then uh-huh. she goes home on the second episode. Yeah. And she- with, with the live action... It gives, there's, like, you remember the movie Cats that, like, ruined everyone's life? Yes. There's a thin line between being, like, realistic. Like, remember the cats, like, butts, like, really disturbed everyone? Like, deep, deep therapy after that. It's, Mm -hmm. like, a thin line between being realistic versus, like, ruining, like, a beautiful thing that we all grew up with. (laughs) Yes. That's right. Live action, it's tricky. That's what I'm hoping this makeup, you're right. It's just for the photo shoot. Or this is the base that they, like, built the CGI face on. Yeah. Like, it had to be simple because when we watch it, her face is going to be crazy. Like, even, like, Meryl Streep in Into the Woods when they did her, where her face is clearly CGI'd. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that's what this is. I don't know. This live action stuff, to me, though, when they do a live action of an animated movie with animals, it's like, this is just another animated version. That was, like, like Lion King. It's like, that was not a live lion. Like, that was an (laughs) animated... (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, the tooth fairy is not real. I'm so the, sorry. The lion I'm... was an unpaid actor. <laughs> wow. The, and the that's lion why was non-union and only got 125 a day. <laughs> it's currently picketing outside in LA. Non, non-union lions all showed up. And with that, we are going to take a quick break to console Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. And we're back. This just in. You've heard of pick-me girls, the girls who are desperate for men to like them. But the men couldn't just leave it to the girls to be insufferable. Introducing pick-me men. Michael Judson Berry has more. Yes, uh, I actually just recently learned what a pick-me girl is, which is those girls who insist that they're like not like other girls. Like they, They're really into sports and eat burgers and they don't do drama and they don't wear makeup, which I actually, now that I think about it, I have a lot of friends who are just chill girls. I didn't know there was a name for that. Uh, <laughs> but I think 
think those are the ones who actually are chilled, not the ones like putting it on. But of course, yeah. there are the there's the male version, which I think is truly much more insufferable, which is the pick me yes. boy, which is the boy just putting on nonsense where he's just like, I respect women. And you're like, oh, whoop de doo sir. Like, yeah. good for you. Have you seen the videos of people explaining what a pick me boy is or examples of men being pick me boys on TikTok and such places? Yeah, I saw a video from uh, Chloe Amelix where she kind of breaks it down. Uh, the two main characteristics she describes of pick me boys are guys that like insist they respect women while simultaneously not actually respecting women. Mm-hmm. And then also like fishing for compliments and also like being like, oh, well, you're probably not talking to me because I'm ugly. Well, I'll just go die. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like it's the guys who are like so into feminism that I'm like, you just want to fuck me. Yeah. Right. At that point, just be upfront about it. Just <laughs> like it's like I'm a feminist, and it's like it's you know what it is. It's like girls who are pick me girls will hate on women in general to look cooler. So it's oh. like the men being like, I'm not like like other guys. Like I, I'm a different <laughs> kind of guy. I'm like then don't be a guy anymore if you like don't want to be a man in this capacity. <laughs> and it doesn't make me want to fuck you because you hate being yourself. Damn. Yeah, that's Damn. what I was gonna say. If you've had experience with these kind of guys. We're just like, hey. Yes, apparently. (laughs) Well, I feel like it's it's like instead of them just being who they are, instead they're like, it's just the problem with like guys these days, you know? Yeah. And it's It's like you don't sell. Yeah, it's like I'm the one who has to deal with them every day. You don't. Um, It's a lot of acting or like making excuses for why people don't like you, like saying like, oh, it's because I look different or because like I believe women. Yeah. Because I believe women. (laughs) (laughs) Women hate me because I listen. Also, I love when men say that like it's an accomplishment. When they're just like, like, I feel like being a decent human should just be base level and something you don't have to like boast about. Right? No, men want rewards for it. Every guy that has ever told me I'm a nice guy or I'm a good guy. That's my favorite. Whenever any guy that says I'm a good guy is a monster. Red flag. He's an absolute monster. He would bring it up every week how he's such a good guy. And I'm like, do you have like body parts in your fridge downstairs? Like now now I'm questioning if you're a good guy. They probably do. The moment he hands you lotion, don't look at you. Don't don't put it in a basket. Don't put it anywhere. Just run. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all, I saw a video of this pick me guy. Uh, it's at O Montaigne. And he goes on this rant about how he doesn't like girls that are conventionally hot. His type is girls that are unique looking, girls that are different. And I'm like, this is so cringe. I want to die. I want to self-immolate. And I feel like this man is just kind of low-key telling us that he's jerked off to all the traditionally hot women on the internet. And now nothing gets him off unless it has like eight tits in the centaur's ass. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or like this guy just got rejected three seconds ago by a conventionally hot girl. So he just needs to rant. For an hour about how like convention hot girls like she aren't really hot. Yeah. Also, why did he look like he was about to rob a bank? I don't know why. Right. (laughs) Well, he's got like messy hair, like split down the middle. He looks like I. My friend Alyssa, she lives in New Jersey, and she calls them "Hey, how you doings." Yeah. Like she's like, oh, there's another how you doing? And he he's wearing a black tank top with the tats, with the like tousled like '90s hair. No, he looks like he got casted in a sitcom to play like the loner guy on the side who like might be hot under his hair. Yes. And like (laughs) euphoria. But he's just talking about how he likes unique girls, not like hot girls. I'm just like, oh bro. But some of the comments are great. Like 
a lot of people are like commenting where they agree. They're like, yes, like I love people's personalities and not their their appearances. <laughs> but that's the one from at Ivan who just goes uniquely swag with hella money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> also, he is like kind of a conventionally hot guy himself trying to yeah. look like he's not because he has earrings on. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm different. I'm not just regular hot. I'm weird hot. I'm like, your parents are like, paying I'm for weird. your rent. Yeah. Yeah, visibly. <laughs> I did love the comment, though, because this was kind of one of my first thoughts from a user named Izzy, who said, this bro has to be an Aquarius Venus. And I was like, <laughs> that tracks. Michael, that basically, tr- Aquarians are famously, like, eclectic and weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah. And your Venus is, like, what you look for in, like, romantic partners. So Aquarius yeah. Venus definitely aligns for this guy. They nailed it. Yeah, they did. He's red. Mm-hmm. A plus to that. And then there was another one where I think the trend has come full circle, where now we're dragging the pick me boys in a self-aware sort of way. It was a video from user Jack Joseph. Uh, and it's basically like a girl on a date or like a picnic with this guy. And he just keeps doing all these douchey things. He's like, oh, well, I respect women too much. I don't do one night stands, which like made me roll my eyes so hard because that's such a real thing dudes say. And I'm like, it's, there's nothing wrong with a one night stand. That's not inherently anti-feminist if it's consensual, if it's and fun, if like everyone's the, having a good time. That's yeah. the guy who's a sex addict who says that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's you were saying, Michael, it's is this sponsored this video? Yes, by Gymshark, which is well done, Gymshark. Because he's wearing Gymshark athleisure wear. And I love that they did this where it's supposed to be like a couple doing Never Have I Ever. And she's filming him and they're like out in the woods, like they're, you know. And it's like, have you never have I ever had a one night stand? I haven't. And he's English, by the way. He's like, I haven't. I respect women too much. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna go. Never have I ever been the ugliest person. Oh, well, it's me. I'm just the ugly duckling, but you know what? I'll carry on. And she's just like, wow, well, you brought it up. And he's like, this is uncomfortable. Wow, right, it's my fault. Like everything. Walk away like everyone else. Yeah, and then when she does walk away, he's like, it's fine, you're a bitch anyway. I was like, that's so true. The moment they don't get their way, it's like, well, fuck you, you bitch whore. No, I've definitely dealt with like the nice guy who like the second you start talking to him, he's like, everyone leaves me because I'm just like such a good guy and girls Ew. can't handle a guy this good. And then you leave because you're like, you're freaking me out. And then he's like, you're just like everybody else, you piece of shit. And I'm like, you can, I feel like you can talk to someone about this and it's going to be a therapist and it's not me. Yeah. Hannah, your impression is eerily accurate. I'm a little, I have chills. I've been on these streets. I've been on these streets. (laughs) My God. Oh, the streets are a dangerous place. Pick me boys, gross couches that lie about how much they cost. It's a tough world out there. I think blue couches are a form of a pick me boy. (gasps) That couch was a pick me couch. (laughs) So desperate. It was pretending to be an $8,000 couch when, in fact, it was $600 and riddled with bugs. <laughs> it's like, everyone says I'm the ugliest couch ever. It's like, no, you have bed bugs. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. It's the bed bugs. But I'm a good couch. Look, I'm clean on here. You could sit on me. It's fine. I also want to say, like, no one's talking about how the couch is just ugly. It's an ugly couch. <laughs> like, we're fully like back a huge on the couch. Blue bubble couch. Like it's not cute. Nobody wants us in their home. No one's having a nice nap on that couch. Yeah, it's lumpy no. and bumpy. No, thank you. That's a couch that's hard to get up from when you sit on it. Oh, for oh. sure. Speaking of pick me boys, no, that has nothing to do with pick me boys. <laughs> that couch has a hard time getting up, like these pick me boys. Oh. There you go. Oh, man. <laughs> but also, like, gays can be pick-me's. I feel like oh. we see a lot of this on Grinder, Michael. Yeah. Where it's, like, the guy that says, like, hey, hi, hey, what's up? Hey, 
oh, you're not responding because you're too good for me. Fucking fag. Or like whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? And no. it's like, no, I'm just not responding to you because we're both bottoms. And it says yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as I love arts and crafts, I'm not here to scissor. Uh, yeah. But they, <laughs> but, you guys. Yeah, or those guys that are like on Grinder, and they're like, I don't believe in hookups. I I just want to hear to make a real connection. Like, what are you reading? Like, what are you into right yeah. now? And it's like you're a faceless torso and <laughs> on the wrong you platform. Have no information. It's like then why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to find love, and it's just one pube. And they're like, why don't people give me a chance for who I am for me? Yeah, <laughs> but then you're right. There are those ones where you're like, you know what? It's 3 a.m. though. I'm just going to go to bed. And they're like, fuck you. You're rude. And you're like, what? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. So the pick me people, they're just across every genre of human, apparently. It's a plague. It's a plague of desperation. We'll get right back into the trending news after these quick ads. And we're back. You can't sit with us. TikTok users are getting their very own Gretchen Wieners moment with this celebrity lunchroom filter. Paris has the scoop of the lunchroom slop. Paris? Yes, Michael, this is a new filter on TikTok. It comes with its own little French accordion music. And essentially, it's just like a cartoon high school cafeteria table with the user seated on one end, and then it randomly populates five celebrities for you to sit with at lunch. Now, the first example I saw was from user at Dogstar, and he says, how did I get the most foul table? Because they sat him with Ms. Jada Pinkett Smith, which not too foul, then Shane Dawson, followed by Jeffree Star, a woman I can only assume is BB Rexa, and Drake with a turtleneck and a chain on the outside. <laughs> I don't think that's BB Rexa. <laughs> well, listen, I tried this filter myself. Is that Alabama Barker? Who's that? What an incredible name. Travis Barker's daughter? I know. Alabama I don't know. I know. Barker. She's, she's blonde with makeup. Ah, yeah, well, you can't tell. It's hard I to did say. the filter is- myself, and there were so many BB Rexas, y'all. I couldn't tell. I, I also yeah. don't know who BB Rexa is, but they all look like <laughs> I who I imagine BB Rexa to be. The most not famous, hugely famous person. Yeah, it's oh, very strange. Now. Yeah, it's she, she has I- like tons of hits. I don't know who that really? is. You're saying BB Rexa, and I'm just picturing BB Newworth with T Rex hands. <laughs> and that's BB the- Newworth from Frasier. <laughs> yeah, Lilith from Frasier, but with dinosaur arms. Yeah, that's this. Is um, BB that's Rexa. not who that is. Yeah. That is BB Rexa. I'm, I should Google this human after. And this is not her. Yeah. I'm so- <laughs> yes, it reminds me of what was it called? The like the smoke circle that people were doing. Oh yeah. Dream blunt rotation. So this is like the opposite of a dream blunt rotation when like you're forced to be at a table in school with people. <laughs> And you just avoid avoiding eye contact with people. Yeah. Oh, this one's pretty bad too. Uh, the one from Orange Strawberry Banana. Great name. Okay, who are these people? Seeing- oh, I, they're all douches. Okay, yeah. Logan Paul is on the left. Yeah. No idea Logan who the Paul. one on the right is. No idea the right. It looks like some soccer Andrew player Tate. with. Andrew oh, Tate. Andrew Tate. Ugh. Um, oh, Maroon what's his Five. Name? Maroon Five. Adam, Adam Levine. Adam Levine. And then Andrew Tate in disguise in a Halloween beard. <laughs> it, look like it looks like Andrew Tate that day that he they let him out of Albanian prison for like two minutes and then they put him back in. Andrew Tate rebranding. <laughs> Honestly, desperately attempting. Andrew Tate's attempt to be Martha Stewart. 
Yeah, no. Her crying oh, can you imagine? So funny. <laughs> I do think this is a reality TV show I would watch. Actually, fair. A show where you that you have cafeteria lunch with like five terrible celebrities. Yeah, oh. and like, but get like a, a fan or just like a generic person and see like who tries to suck up to them, who they're sucking up to. This is actually a genius show. Let's produce. That's a great idea. <laughs> oh, that's like a who's actually nice to people, who's not, who's yeah. just you know. Oh, and the main person is just some awesome cafeteria lunch lady who just is surly and comes <laughs> yes. up and she's like, today's special is the meatloaf. Yeah, like- <laughs> she, she's allowed to break the fourth wall and look and be like, these fucking guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's the star and host. Wait, you put all the celebs on the 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 blue couch and oh. you put them oh, all no. together <laughs> and they have to eat sloppy joes and talk about, make small talk. Honestly. God. It's like the lunchroom version of Graham Norton. Oh, yeah. Andrew Tate is kind of the opposite of a pick-me guy, isn't he? Which is somehow worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he he actively hates women. He's like a pick-me guy to men. Like, he sees oh, what men want, God. and he's like, yeah, yeah, I love that game. I'm like, yeah, I love guns. He's yes. so desperate to be picked by other men. Yes. Okay. Andrew Tate's a bottom. You heard it here he first, folks. He is a bottom, for sure. That's journalism. Would you guys, if he asks, would you hook up with Andrew Tate? Um, the thing about me, Hannah, I am a <laughs> stupid slut. And I will look past nearly anything for most people. And I also have a history of like specifically fucking ugly people because they enjoy it more. Like sometimes you can see on someone's face, like this is the best sex that they don't they're take ever it gonna for have. Granted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just so happy to be there. You know, but you're sick. Um, I'm so probably, with it. probably, but I would never admit to it. Oh gosh, who knew you were such a giver? Like not physically, <laughs> but like emotionally. The mother I'm a Teresa of bottoms. Yeah, you're so magnanimous. Oh, <laughs> think of all those people out there that still smile and think of that memory. They're like, oh, that one time that I tall, know. lanky guy just made me feel like a million bucks. <laughs> And that's my gift. And then they listen to this pod, and he's like, I only pick the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's your new pod, Bottom of the Barrel. Bottom of the oh, Barrel. Bottoms of the Barrel. <laughs> Wait, speaking of Bottom of the Barrel, who would be the absolute worst people to have at our cafeteria table? Oh, my God. Ooh. I'm thinking, who's that Marjorie Taylor Greene? Like she has oh, to be yeah. there. She'd be awful. <laughs> So she's sitting there. Who else? Um, <laughs> maybe um, Kim Jong. Un? Well, who's the no the young the, the young dictator. one? Is Un the young one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoever the North Korean dictator currently is, he's that. there. Yes. Um, ooh, this one guy. He was a server I had once at Friendlies, and he was actually <laughs> <laughs> Friendlies. Yeah. They fucking do you dirty sometimes. <laughs> so friendly. His name was Jimmy, and I'll never forget him. I had him when I was at high school, and he had this tick where he giggled after everything he said, and he wasn't super attentive, but he was like, he was that server who didn't really like you very much. And yeah. he would just come up and be like, here's your burger, <laughs> and then would walk away. <laughs> and I feel like he'd be tricky because he giggles all the time. You'd be like, wait, is he making a joke? Is he not? This is the worst lunch ever. I like throwing him and as like a dark horse, I also yeah, did yeah. babysit um, a girl named Penelope who called me a slut once. <gasps> oh, she and has I think to be she'd there. be perfect. 
Yeah. Because we also need a diversity of ages, so that really rounds us out. Children yes. can be awful too. There's no ageism. Yeah. Oh wait, what about the woman from Dance Moms? Abby Lee Miller, she's there. <laughs> wait, can we throw in Todd Chrisley too? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Todrick Hall for some reason. <laughs> not Todd Chrisley, famed homo. <laughs> The way that that man's not gay, like, what are we doing? What are we doing as a culture with Todd Chrisley still not I being I thought that gay? was the point of the show is watching someone Same. in the closet. Same. Maybe it is. I mean, he, Maybe I, think, is. I think it is. I think we just don't know if he's in on it or not. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, wow. Also, we just get the, um, the teddy bear from the Balenciaga campaign. Oh. Ew, no. <laughs> not that pedo bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The pedo bear, did you just say? Yeah, yeah, you remember that? It's not pet a bear, it's pedo bear. Because it was like a pedophile bear. No. Like, Tickle me bear. Oh, God. <laughs> Tickle you bear. No. <laughs> no. Oh. Okay, I'm leaving. I can't sit here <laughs> anymore. I took it too far. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I actually me. brought my lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm at the table. <laughs> <laughs> I get off the pod, you're like, and you know who the last one is. <laughs> She's already here. It's in the house. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is so stupid. But y'all, this is a really fun trend you can hop on. It's very easy. I did it three times today and put it all on my story. Because it's just fun to like see who you get paired with. Oh, and also it's fun, fun to see if you can even identify who the fuck these alleged celebrities even are. Very fun. Oh, God. All right, well... This was so much fun. I'm actually in pain from laughing so much. Um, <laughs> thank you, Hannah. Thank you so much for being thank here with us today. Thank you for having me. You guys are hilarious. What a bright light. Oh, <laughs> Hannah, tell just our one. listeners. <laughs> just, just one. One of us. You have to try and guess which one it is. Is it the one who has pity sex or the, just the hairy one who looks like a fire hydrant? <laughs> The answer may surprise you. Can I tell our besties and listeners where they can find you online so they can keep up with you? Oh, yeah. Well, if you love The Social Dose, I feel like you'd love my podcast, Giggly Squad, with my best friend. We have similar silly banter. And um, I have a bunch of stand-up shows coming up. Go to hannahburn.com to see if I'm coming to your city. And follow me on TikTok. That's <laughs> hannahburner.com. Yes. <laughs> All right, besties, and don't forget to catch up with us on our socials at Paris Nicholson, at M. Judson Berry. And don't forget to leave us a message at thesocialdosepodcast.com. We might just read it aloud on the show. Now, with that being said, I need to go reserve tickets to The Little Mermaid. And I need to go grab my seat at the lunch table with anyone but Shane Dawson. Happy scrolling. Happy scrolling, friends. The Social Dose is a Sony Music Entertainment production. The EPs are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Daniel Jones-Wesley is senior producer, Chelsea Jacobson is producer, and Sunny Balkin is associate producer. This show is engineered by Gulliver Lawrence Tickle and John Scott. Music by Dom Jones. Hold up. 